Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our sleep stories commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the app. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to this bedtime story from Abide. I'm Chloe, and it's my privilege to lead you tonight in the art of yielding. Join me as we explore the nature of yielding, both an art and a sacrifice. The nature of offering ourselves more fully to Him is something that our Heavenly Father will gently enable us to do as we progress through this life day by day. He knows it's not always easy. Therefore, He has gifted us His Spirit for the task. Allow His sweet presence to guide you in understanding the art of yielding, even as you yield yourself to deep sleep and as you yield yourself to God's love. There is purpose in all of God's designs, and we'll be exploring His purposes in our yielding and how we can practice and enjoy the art of becoming more fully His. He will fill the temples that we are with all of His glory. What an honor. These words in John 3 verse 30 will be our guiding compass tonight, drawing us to understand and experience the beauty of yielding. He must increase, but I must decrease. We'll be learning the art of yielding as we listen to scriptures and poetry, and at every opportunity, we will turn our affection to the Lord and make room for the Holy Spirit to move on our hearts and draw us into restful surrender. His love will fill and surround us tonight, and we will find deeper faith in Him. He will grant us the ability to truly yield our whole selves to His care. Before we delve deeper into the art of yielding, let's truly put it into practice and get our bodies into a state of total yieldedness and release. Do whatever you need to do to make your surroundings most restful and quiet and comfortable. That may include turning off the lights, drawing the curtains, or adjusting your pillows or blankets to the best position. When you have made yourself most comfortable, come to stillness and breathe. Simply inhale 
and exhale several times. Enjoy the feeling of fresh oxygen, expelling the old air and renewing your lungs, nourishing your blood and body, bringing deeper rest. God made every part of you so perfectly when he knit you in your mother's womb. Even when you have doubted that fact and have felt deeply flawed, just know that God does not make junk. He only makes masterpieces. Your body is his masterpiece. God's intention has always been for your body to be the eternal temple for his spirit to dwell. 1 Corinthians 3 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? And because you are a temple of his perfect presence, he deems you far more glorious than Solomon's temple, which was one of the seven wonders of the world. Consider that as you scan your body. Your body is far more glorious than all the seven wonders of the world. He wants to make his home in you. That is why Jesus came and died for you, to be with you forever. That is how much he loves you. Breathe deeply as that truth settles deeply into your soul. This body, though it may be an imperfect earth suit, is glorious to God. And tonight you are caring for it by letting it rest deeply. As you notice any tight spots, breathe and feel the tension dissipating. This is also the art of yielding. Yield the pain or tightness to the Lord. When you are ready, bring your breathing to its normal pattern and come to stillness. Let's come to God together in prayer. Wonderful Creator and Father, we are coming to you tonight to learn the art of yielding. How wonderful that you want us to bring our cares and burdens and dreams and desires to you so that you can both remove the load and fulfill our dreams. So we do come and yield everything we are carrying to you, the light and the heavy. But more than that, we know you want us to surrender our entire selves to you. As we place our precious things on the altar of sacrifice, which can be incredibly hard. We also choose tonight to climb up on the altar and offer ourselves to you more than we have before. We know that you are so, so, so good. 
and you alone deserve our lives no one but you has proven themselves worthy of our sacrifice no one else has bled and died to give us new life you are our savior and therefore we honor you as lord and king so we yield ourselves to your loving care and control we hold nothing back all is yours make us more like you lord may we decrease so that you may continually increase in your wonderful name jesus amen now let's begin to explore the art of yielding in greater depth hearing the moving words of john the baptist it can inspire us to search out his heart so we can also share that cry lord may you increase and may i decrease many people might think it's a crazy prayer and to the world it is crazy because the love of jesus has not been revealed to them yet when we truly understand the passionate love of our savior and bridegroom king we long for his life to overflow into us then everything in ourselves that doesn't please him gets emptied out and replaced with his perfect love so we do continue to cry lord may you increase and may we decrease the new international version puts his words this way he must become greater and i must become less the new living translation says he must become greater and greater and i must become less and less and the voice bible puts it he the groom must take center stage and i the best man must step to his side listen as i read the context of the verse when john was speaking to his own followers i'll read from verse 23 to 31. at this time john the baptist was baptizing at anon near salim near salem because there was plenty of water there and people kept coming to him for baptism this was before john was thrown into prison a debate broke out between john's disciples and a certain jew of a ceremonial cleansing so john's disciples came to him and said rabbi the man you met on the other side of the jordan river the one you identified as the messiah is also baptizing people and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us john replied no one can receive anything unless god gives it from heaven 
you yourselves know how plainly I told you I am NOT the Messiah I am only here to prepare the way for him it is the bridegroom who marries the bride and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows therefore I am filled with joy at his success he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less he has come from above and is greater than anyone else we are of the earth and we speak of earthly things but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else think of that word joy John felt nothing but joy in yielding fully to Jesus to the point where Jesus alone could be seen and heard and loved whereas John would slip into the background becoming invisible so that the spotlight would shine brightly on Jesus and he found joy in that letting Jesus become greater so that we can become lesser can often get confusing for some of us who struggle with low self-image and a lack of confidence we can mistake this for becoming silent wallflowers who should only be seen and not heard and who should perhaps stay away out of fear this is certainly not what God wants for any of his children he wants us to live life to the full John the Baptist is an example to us because he did not lack confidence in who God had made him to be he had a healthy and correct view of himself he was fearless and speaking out loudly in John 1 3 we read John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah I am a voice shouting in the wilderness clear the way for the Lord's coming John was a voice that shouted loudly proclaiming the truth John did not shy away from confrontation or controversial statements he did not harbor a low self-esteem nor did he believe that he should be seen and not heard quite the opposite in fact the art of yielding as we are discovering tonight does not mean hiding in the background and making ourselves small and unimportant father God thinks you and I are of immeasurable value and importance he thought this so strongly that his son Jesus died for us as the greatest sacrifice of all time Romans 5 8 has an astounding truth to share with us but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us you may have heard that verse hundreds of times before but I invite you to listen to it with fresh ears and as you do 
let your incomparable worth to the God of all creation drench your soul. This time, I'll read from the voice translation. But think about this. While we were wasting our lives in sin, God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The Anointed One died for us. Your preciousness to Father God cannot be articulated. Even in the Old Testament, God speaks to his children through his prophet Isaiah in chapter 43, verse 4. Hear these words from your Father to you personally, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. His heart burns with love for you. And Christ Jesus, the Son of God, did not die for you to simply become invisible and non-existent. No, that is not the art of yielding. The true nature of yielding comes through placing Jesus in first place. This is his rightful place as bridegroom and king. Paul echoes God's heart when he writes to the church in 2 Corinthians 11. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ I may present you as a pure virgin. We belong to Jesus, the matchless and eternal bridegroom. We are being prepared and sanctified for him. So we honor him and put him high above all other loves. Our choice to yield means we put him in the most prominent and preeminent position in our lives. He must become greater because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 1 Timothy 6 proclaims, He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And also the Apostle John declares in Revelation 19.16, And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. John the Baptist knew he was like the Lord's best man at the wedding. He prepared the way and cleared the path. Then he stepped aside for everyone else to look to the Lord. This is the true art of yielding. Jesus Christ, our Lord and King, must take the chief place. In Exodus, God tells his people, For you shall not worship any other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous, impassioned God. 
demanding what is rightfully and uniquely his. The Lord God Almighty is in a whole other category to everything else in our lives, no matter what comforts they might promise us. He only can rightfully command our surrender and worship. In Luke 4.8 we read, Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And again, in Isaiah 42.8, The sovereign God says, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. The voice translation puts it in these words, I am the Eternal One. I am is my name. My beauty is unique, a weighty splendor all my own. And nothing else, no idols, could possibly gain my praise. His beauty and splendor and majesty is other than unique, unparalleled, unequaled, uncontested. His power and sovereignty are unrivaled. Such a majestic God inspires our yielding. And it's only when we forget his nature, who he is and what he does, that we take back the control of our lives. John the Baptist knew that as Jesus took center stage, John himself and all the rest of us would be the supporting chorus, singing his praises. Revelation 17 shows us the relationship he intends for us to have with him. The Lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are the called and chosen and faithful. When we come with the Lord in glory, to rule and reign over the earth forevermore. He says that we are called and chosen and faithful. You are so deeply precious to him. So let us yield to him in humble submission and raise him up to his high and holy rank. 1 Timothy 1.17 says, Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. As we search out the beauty of this art of yielding, this blessed life of surrender, we can look at John the Baptist, 
But better still, let us look to the one he was yielding to. Jesus Christ himself is the humblest and most surrendered being in the universe, far beyond even Moses, who was described as the meekest man on earth. The Amplified Bible translates that verse in Numbers 12.3 in these terms. Now the man Moses was very humble, gentle, kind, devoid of self-righteousness, more than any other man who was on the face of the earth. Meekness can be defined as strength and power under control. Who is more powerful than Jesus? Who is more mighty and strong than the Lord? And yet, who yielded to the point of giving up his life and fulfilling his Father's purpose? Only Jesus. Jesus is our premium teacher in the art of yielding. He yielded up his life like a spotless, sacrificial lamb. There has never been a more powerful act of surrender than Jesus, the Son of God, obeying his Father and giving up his life for sinners like you and me. His heart to yield cost him everything. Matthew 26 records Jesus in the garden before his crucifixion. It says, And going a little farther, he threw himself upon the ground on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, not what I desire, but as you will and desire. He yielded his own desires and will for the Father's good plan. What an example. And no one took his life from him. He gave it up for us. That is true surrender. And he bids us yield like him to simply follow in his footsteps. Luke 9 records Jesus' words, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And in Matthew 16, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When we surrender, let us always remember that we are yielding to the one who yielded more than any other who has ever lived. John 3.13 tells us, No one has ascended into heaven, 
except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus possessed everything in heaven and on earth, and yet he gave up everything so that we could possess him and know his love. Therefore, we can fearlessly present our lives to him as an offering and trust that he will lift us up in due time. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. 1 Peter 5 also confirms this. So bow down under God's strong hand. Then, when the time comes, God will lift you up. Since God cares for you, let him carry all of your burdens and worries. There's a portion in the fourth volume of John Keats' classic poem, Endymion, where he refers to love's power in causing our hearts to yield and surrender. Rest and listen as I read the genius poet's stanza. Ah, me, how I could love. My soul doth melt for the unhappy youth, love. I have felt so faint a kindness, such a meek surrender to what my own full thoughts had made too tender, that but for tears my life had fled away. Ye deaf and senseless minutes of the day, and thou, old forest, hold ye this for true. There is no lightning, no authentic dew, but in the eye of love. There's not a sound, melodious howsoever, can confound the heavens and earth in one to such a death as doth the voice of love. There's not a breath will mingle kindly with the meadow air till it has panted round and stolen a share of passion from the heart. You may be able to hear in Keats' words the echoes of the bridegroom in Song of Solomon. In chapter 4, verse 9, the bridegroom, in our case this is Jesus, says, You have stolen my heart, my sister, my bride. You have stolen my heart with one glance of your eyes. How delightful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine. His love for you cannot be overstated. His sacrifice on the cross is called His passion. This is why He is worth yielding our lives to. As John directed us to look at the bridegroom, let us put all our focus on Him and yield everything to Him. When we understand his love, surrender will not feel like a sacrifice. It will feel like the privilege that it is. 
As you sleep, listen to Paul's words in Romans 12.1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Let's praise him in prayer. Meek and gentle, Lord Jesus, we come to you tonight so that we may learn from you. Your sacrifice for us, which cost you everything, inspires us to offer ourselves to you. So we do. We do. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice tonight, holding nothing back. Take us as we are, in our imperfect state, and make us into your glorious, sanctified bride. Make your church into a bride fit for a king. We echo John when we cry out, Lord, may you increase, and may we decrease. As your precious one sleeps tonight, help them see you as you really are, to love you more deeply, and to wake refreshed and ready to start their day yielded to you. In your holy and righteous name, amen. Continue to yield yourself fully to his love, precious child. May you feel his presence increasing and all your burdens and cares decreasing. <laughs> 